Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Steve Sullivan. He's a confidence coach. He guides people to discover what makes them unique, to shine and be successful. If you suffer from imposter syndrome or struggle to find value in your current work and relationships, he's available to help you. He enjoys using his skills to develop through research, mentoring, training and collaboration. He has combined with his knowledge into stories to show people how to build high-performing teams. Let's learn a little bit more about Steve Sullivan. Steve Sullivan, thank you for coming back on another episode. We had you back uh, last season on the podcast. Thanks again for coming back. Uh, we've had some amazing conversations back then, and we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much, Janet. It's great to be back to interact with you and uh, to share whatever it is that you have uh, planned for us today with your uh, audience. Absolutely. So in the first episode that we had with you, we talked a lot about how to be a gentleman, how to be somebody who is a person of the most deepest, deepest regard, right? It was, it was really deep. It was very, you know, heart touching. And then we also talked about your journey on what you've been doing all of your life and where you are today. So since last year, there's a lot been changed. There's a lot of things that you've been working on. You've, you've been super active on LinkedIn. I love the community that you've grown and created and, and how you're engaging with your audience and engaging with the people. Uh, you know, it's really beautiful. So what's, you know, how has that changed for you in the past year? I think one of the big changes is a year ago, I was still kind of looking for employment, being unemployed. Um, but my father passed away last summer. That caused me to take some time off and begin to look at, at becoming an entrepreneur. And along the way, I have, you know, I became a UMAP certified coach so I can help people look at their personal profile mm -hmm. in terms of strengths and values, skills, personality, the things that make them unique, nice. and also drive their decisions when it comes to things that they find uh, enjoyment in, in terms of work or in relationships. Um, and I do, as you know, a lot of uh, writing along the side, Mm -hmm. I have a regular post on LinkedIn on Story Saturday that I love writing short little stories for. That's awesome. So those stories have uh, a lot of influence, I'm sure, uh, on people in your network. I have been very absent-minded on LinkedIn, just been super busy with everything that's been going around. Um, I, too, was unemployed for the better part of 2019. And luckily, I got 
something to you know get back to it get back to it and then now we're living in a really different times the pandemic has changed the landscape of where everybody is so in the green room we did talk about you know you're working on the book compilation um and that's going to basically come from the amazing stories you've been writing no, that's correct when i set out writing stories on linkedin I did it just to add kind of a new flavor, a new type of post. Um, as I did these weekly, mm -hmm. uh, I got to a point where people started encouraging me. And I started thinking, you know, if I do enough of these, I could probably put them into a compilation yeah. and make a book from them. And so I've done that. I've got uh, a selection of the first 30 that I've put into a manuscript form. And I'm currently editing that, getting the book cover together, and hope, and then you know, by the year end, to have a copy of this book out and released to the public. Nice. In the meantime, I continue to build a following on LinkedIn for the stories, interacting with people, mm. and, and trying to prepare for a good book launch. That's that's really cool. You know, uh, when you write a book like that, where you're bringing these stories to light i think one thing that you're doing is not only are you because a book is a marketing tool for who steve sullivan is right so it's yeah. going to be it's going to put you on the map as being an author because once you have that author on you you immediately like there's a flip there's a switch that goes off in your head like i can do this this is a piece of cake just like when you first created your video like oh my god i don't know how this is going to work how many things I got to go through, right? You go through that first gate. I'm like, oh my God, that was so easy. And then you just jump through gates over and over because it's so easy. It's like uh, the very first time I got on a roller coaster. It was, uh, it was probably 20 years ago or actually even more. And I was, I was 19. I got on this, uh, this was, uh, what was this? Magic Mountain in California. Okay. This ride was called Viper. And it's got twists and turns and everything. So I, I'm in line and I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I finally get in. I can finally get in the in the roller coaster. And it starts It starts its climb. And it's click, 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 going all the way to the top. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I, I don't know if I'm going to survive this, guys. So I'm just holding on so tight with my eyes closed. Finally, the ride starts. And I was so, I was just so ecstatic. Like, I was enjoying it. <laughs> like, two, like, because these rides are so quick, like two minutes or like minute and a half or whatever, it's over. And it comes to a stop. And I'm like, dude, I want to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so you got to step out of your comfort zone to and take that risk of, you know, getting on camera, writing your first post, writing your first article, you know, sharing these stories because it as a human being we we are constantly judging ourselves. Yes, we are. Right? Before anybody else is even like we we think of, oh what's somebody else going to think? Like that's our own self telling us don't do it, dude. It's not worth <laughs> It's not worth it. Yes, those inner voices that uh, we have to quell. Yeah. 
So that's really amazing. I, I love it. Um, one thing I want, I want to say, don't take too long publishing that book. Why? Because, um, Seth Godin said, you know, it took me six months to launch one book and the second book, book he launched one time, it took him two weeks and it's like, and both of these books, the one that he launched in two weeks, I mean, they're both the same size. They're both, you know, but the ones he launched, the one he launched in two weeks gave him a lot more momentum. Hmm. Right. Um, and if you, if you look at avalanches, if you look at things like that, it, it takes seconds for that stuff to happen. It doesn't take a long, it like, it doesn't take a long time for them to gain speed. But, but again, um, you want to get through that because those books, those stories are already written, right? Well, they have been for a while, but they're the thing, already published. kind of one of the things we were talking about earlier was the team that you have around you. Mm -hmm. If I had the money, there would be certain people that I would hire out and get it and it'd be done as opposed yeah. to me trying to do a DIY. Okay. Since I can't afford an editor, how can I self-edit? I can't afford a book cover person. How can I create a book cover? And part of me, like you, I'm a learner. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I am enjoying trying to learn these secrets that other people know that you can hire them for their expertise. Right. Uh, and hopefully the day will come when book two comes mm -hmm. that I can have the money to hire these people, mm -hmm. but at least I'll be able to go in working with them with an understanding and knowledge of what they're trying to do. Right. Because um, for example, just as I look at self-editing, I'm beginning to see things in my writing that if I had been in tune with, I probably would have corrected as I went along mm -hmm. uh, or avoided doing that in the first place. Sure. Uh, and now, now I say, like, like, okay, now I gotta go back through and edit and find these places. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any tools that you're using to help you along the way? Well, you know, one of the number one problems that can get a book not sold or people reject is, uh, is either bad writing and typos. Mm -hmm. And so there are some good tools like Grammarly, yeah. uh, Hemingway that you can uh, put a document into or even write in mm -hmm. and, and it'll flag things along the way. It's not perfect. Yeah. Cause it, I could tell you there's times when it flags something, I have to go back and look at it and say, no, I don't want to take this article out or I don't want to put an article in. Yeah. You're missing, you know, <laughs> it takes a personal touch for some of those things, but generally the good thing is it will catch, uh, misspellings, grammatical situations. Uh, if you're typically the kind of person who writes in passive instead of active voice. Yeah. That's the other thing that I noticed. Mm -hmm. It's really good. It'll highlight that and say, Hey, this is a passive. You, you might want to rewrite this into an active. So, yeah. Yeah. Grammarly has been really powerful for me too, especially when I'm uh, creating the, writing the descriptions for the pot, for the episodes or anytime I'm writing anything at all, I run it through Grammarly. And since all my transcripts are automatically uh, created uh, through AI, 
<clears throat> like it will take the audio, it will convert it into transcript. As we speak and as humans speak or talk, we like to repeat words. We like to repeat the sentences and then all the pauses. So it catches all of that. So then I take that transcript, I put it in Grammarly and like, okay, you have this duplication. Can I remove it for you? So you, you could just go in there and, you know, correct it. But again, it's still a conversation. Uh, yes. It's not something that's written up. Definitely. I mean, for me, one of my pet problems as a writer is I get ahead of myself, so I skip over words. And so Grammarly is great to flag something, and then I'll go back and look. Oh, okay, yeah, I meant to, I meant to say this, but I forgot this word. Yeah, exactly. And I've done that. I've done that many times. Sometimes I feel like I'm dyslexic. Like anytime I'm replying to an email. I'll start with the last thing that I read and then I'll like work in reverse. So I'll write out the reverse email. Then then I'll like, all right, let me move this section back up here. So it answers the first question. They asked. <laughs> uh, well, each has its process. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. I, I'm, uh, I love that you're taken into that dive of, of writing the book and, you know, bringing these stories in a, in a form that somebody can don't need a device anymore. You can just have a printed book to read these stories. What, um, so I have, since I haven't been reading a lot of the story Saturdays, what are, what is one of the main themes that you're focusing on these story Saturdays? I, I, in my second series. So the first series was largely about leadership a little bit about uh mindset mm -hmm. having the right kind of mindset uh, and so that first book will be compiled into what i'm roughly calling stories to lead by okay uh right now i'm writing a series based on uh the strengths that have been identified by uh the gallup clifton straight finder so mm. if you've ever taken that test i have yeah yeah, there's 34 psychological strengths that have been identified. And so each week I take a, the next strength and write a story around it. Nice. And this second series has been great because I grabbed a couple UMAP coaches, uh, Lori Knutson, Gina Riley, and they, they do video posts in conjunction with the story. Nice. Because the, story, the goal of the story is not to really tell you about the strength as much as to try and show you the strength. And then uh, the excellent ladies come along and, and yeah. they'll, they'll really get into the meat and of what that strength is and help people see, hey, do you have this strength? Yeah, you might. No, that's really cool. I, I, I need to go check those out because when I took my gal, I was like, okay, and these things, these are my top five strengths. What do they mean? So I'm going back and reading them like, okay, this is what it means. But I still like don't remember it. So if I go back and check out your stories on those strengths, I'm like, okay, I know exactly who I am. <laughs> you might, you might. I mean, as a, as a UMAP coach, that's one of the things we really drill down into is we've heard that people have taken the test. They might even remember what their top five is. They may not even remember what their top yeah. five is. And so there is a wealth of insight there that they just lost. Yeah. And as a UMAP coach, I spend time 
drilling down into those to help people understand what the strength does for them. And also every strength has an Achilles heel. Of course. You may not realize, for example, if, if you have the achiever strength, you're going to be awesome at setting goals and completing those goals and accomplishing things. Mm-hmm. But the kills Achilles heel to the achiever strength is that you often put task ahead of people. And so your relationships might suffer. And I, you know, I was coaching one guy and talking to him and he's like, well, you know, I really love my family and my daughter. I, I just don't see that. And the next week he came back to me and he said, Steve, the light bulb went on last weekend. I was working on this project for work on Saturday. My six-year-old daughter came up to me and I brushed her aside. And then the light bulb went on. That's what Steve was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I went later, I went and talked to my wife and said, you know, do I do that often? And she said, you do it all the time. <laughs> and he was like, you know, his eyes opened up and, and he came back and he talked and we then talked about how to take the achiever strength and utilize it to make sure that he was number one at home and not just number one at work. Because, uh, you know, for example, with achiever strength, they're very goal-oriented. Yeah. How many people do you know on their checklist of goals have things related to their family? It's usually almost always work. Yeah. And, work. and that will tear at you. But if you're an achiever and you put things on there like be there for my son's baseball game, uh, read to my daughter at bedtime. If you put those on your checklist, they'll be there to remind you that these are things that you want to do mm-hmm. and you'll make time to do it and have more success in being balanced in your life. Wow, dude. Um, so, <laughs> so yes, go back and look at your, your I'm st- looking at it right now, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what are your top five strengths? You got a cheaper in there? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My number one is achiever. <laughs> Yeah. Did I, did, I, did I just describe you? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Both my wife and I are achievers. That's hilarious. Uh, because it's, you know, she's very similar to me and totally makes sense. Like, okay, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm on here. And then like a lot of the time. So last, last month or May, we spend a lot of, we spent a lot of time on Zoom through these conversations on unconventional leaders and every time around five o'clock or you know 4 30 my kids would show up and I'd, I'd just hold them and still be on the call and then everybody would be waving at them but so i've i've done a, like i've been more accommodating i think so like i'm because like you said you know you put in your mind okay this is something that you want to focus on by spending more time with your kids so it's, you put a checklist in your head, like, okay, this is something like, if you do, if I do this thing by spending time with my kids, I am reaching that goal. Yeah, you are, especially if you have conversations with your kids and find out what's really important to them. Yeah. You know, it, for some kids, it's important that you be there to their baseball games. Uh, you know, others, it might not be as important. Yeah. Uh, and depending on their age, if they're little, maybe it's, you know, reading the bed, bedtime story. Yes. 
and I've been reading bedtime stories to my daughter. <laughs> every <laughs> Good day. for you. So you're balancing out your achiever. Balancing out my achiever. Uh, number two is intellection. Oh, intellection. You, that is an inward thinking mm -hmm. strength. Uh, intellection allows you to look at different thoughts, pull them together, and you like to reflect on them. You like to spend some time. Uh, you may be meditating, maybe thinking about them. Yeah. Uh, and trying, and in some ways, to pull things out of the subject or whatever it is you're thinking on uh, to make greater sense of it for you in your life. Dude, you, you. <laughs> I, I, okay, so what's number three? <laughs> and so just to talk about intellection, for the past two years that I've been doing the podcast, right, I've connected with you guys, I've connected through, through you know, through the 30 days of videos with you, with all, all of the people there, um, with LinkedIn and with other people. And I'm just watching other people. What are they doing? They're doing mastermind, they're doing courses, they're doing videos, they're doing blah, 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 right? All of these things. So I'm taking all of that and I'm like, okay, how can I put it all together? And that's the reflection part that I'm doing. Like all of this studio all happened because I took everything that I knew. I took everything that they're teaching me. I'm like, okay, how can I make this work for me? And boom. That's an election, yep. Oh my God. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> yes. Once you realize the power, I mean, what these strengths identify, you can recognize them in your life and say, wow, this is important. And for some people, they've been told certain things that are bad about them. Oh. You know, like children, if they have the adaptability strength, maybe their parents are like, you're wishy-washy. And because the parents do not understand that the child has a strength to quickly adapt to different things and go different directions. Mm -hmm. And what parents often don't realize is later on in life, that strength may propel their child to become a great leader. Because if you go out and look at Forbes and other places, what it's, one of the things they're talking about in terms of good leadership, strong leadership, is leaders that are adaptable. Mm. So if you have that strength, <clears throat> it might be the stepping stone for you into leadership and other great accomplishments. You know what's really powerful of what you just mentioned about adaptability? We are in a very crazy time right now with COVID-19. And it is creating a lot of adaptability in kids, like enormous amounts of that adaptability. They have changed, like they were going to school. Now they're going Zoom calls. Every day they're doing Zoom calls to play. They, they can only go outside or they can play indoors, depending on what is afforded to them, right? Some people who are living in the apartments, they don't have, they, they can't go out and play. They're, they're stuck inside. So. Wow. So 10 years from now, or 15 years from now, we're going to have a lot of adaptable leaders. It's going to be crazy times. It, it will be. It will be. 
All right. right. So number now this is what's funny is that so we started with <laughs> where we were, yeah. the stories that you're creating, and I think it's all interconnected because I get to you know use your expertise on my gal. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. For I free. Like, yeah, I charge people for this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I will help you design a book cover. How's that? <laughs> you have expertise in that area. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've done some book covers for, um, for my own book. This book cover. Okay. There's some other ones that, that aren't printed, but yeah. Um, I mean, I am a graphic designer. <laughs> I've been designing, you know, for 20 years. That's my main job right now. Well, maybe I'll, I'll run by some uh, examples that I'm concocting to to give you, because there, there are a lot of tools like Canva. Oh, yeah. PowerPoint, where you can actually create book covers. Absolutely. But it's the artistic understanding of contrast of mm -hmm. creating a focal point and various things like that that are important in cover designs that yeah. the average person does not know exactly exactly all right my number three okay is connectedness oh i love connectedness because that's that's my number one. Oh wow nice connecting people with connectedness can see the big picture mm. as well as the little things that make up that big picture. And they have the ability then to take those little things and move them around and sometimes create what might be called process improvements or uh, strategic partnerships, oh. various ways of, you know, even with technology, connecting different technologies together mm -hmm. in a way that improves upon things. Uh, so it, it, it depends on whether you're doing technology processes or people, mm -hmm. connectedness has a great deal to offer from that big picture to the small picture going out. Wow. Does that sound like you? It sounds like you, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> it does because uh, I'm creating processes for my podcast. How can I automate this stuff? You know, what's gonna be more efficient? And then now I'm connecting with people and like all of this, like I keep pointing at this, like all of that intellection and connectedness is coming together. Like, oh, this is how, and then I can like even go back to the, to the dates where I, where I connect with somebody and learn from them a teeny bit of information that I can then stack on top of what I already knew. Wow. Yes. Yes. See, <laughs> the fourth one is gonna, is gonna laugh. Maybe it's going to crack you up. Okay. I'm a learner. Oh, I, that's, that's one of mine too. So we're, we've got connectedness and learner together. Yeah. People who have the learner strength have an insatiable curiosity mm -hmm. and you just want to keep learning. You want to keep learning. Now it can also affect their careers in some ways because they may <laughs> after a certain period, period of time, like, you know, for me, it was like about every seven years, uh -huh. I decide I've had enough doing this and now I want to change and do something else. And so I've gone through four or five different iterations. Now, all of them 
except for maybe this last one have been geared around IT. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it was programming and one to information security to the data center to all those things. The one the one thing you have to watch out for with Curio with Learner, the Achilles heel to that is you can kind of go sideways. <laughs> you see something interesting and you start following down that you end up in a rabbit hole someplace learning stuff, but that stuff isn't really germane to what you were really needing to research to get your job done or accomplish whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. I feel you, man. Because <clears throat> um, excited about the process of learning, but don't really care about the outcome. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And I can think about it because I have at least 100 different courses on Udemy. Uh, I took on, you know, I took into speed reading. And the reason I took on the speed reading is like, if I can learn speed reading, I can read more stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> never really finished the speed reading. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. I'm in the same boat. But, uh, you know, another aspect of learner is learners often are teachers mm -hmm. because they learn information and then they want to share that. They're so excited about learning that they turn around and wanna to talk to other people and say, hey, you should learn this too. Absolutely, and that's why I'm wearing this t-shirt that says, yes. everything you know. <laughs> yeah. that, that is a learner t-shirt right there. That's a learn t-shirt. And <laughs> what's awesome is um, I've, seen, I've, I've been watching Pat Flynn for some time, right? Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income. And he's wearing this t-shirt and a lot of his videos. I'm like, where does he get this from? And the other day I was uh, in my ConvertKit account. We, we, we did some, my teammates did some century rides. No, sorry, Everesting rides. They basically climbed Everest on their bikes, 30,000 feet of climbing, right? Uh, on their road bikes. Mountain bike? Road bikes. Oh, road bikes, okay. And... <clears throat> So we had like, we were working together with the local community and we we're raising money for, uh, for the local community. And so there were like 80, 90 emails that we had that we wanted to send out. Hey, you guys pledged this much money. You need to, you know, please uh, respond or go to this link and donate. So I imported, I was like, hey, I can help with that. So I imported these 90 emails into my ConvertKit account. And they're like, hooray. Here's a code to get a free t-shirt, everything. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I finally found the golden egg. <laughs> uh, and I've been creating videos. So, you know, I was like, I'm going to show up with this one and, and send a link to Pat Flynn. Like, dude, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> what's funny is that he is also a, um, He's also on the board member, you know, he's also an advisor for that company. So it's really good to know that, you know, I'm in good company with this, with this, uh, when I'm in this, uh, on this service. Good. And what's funny is that that essentially goes into my fifth strength, which good. is a relator. And all I've been doing so far is relating <laughs> things from one thing to the other. Well, it, a relator it could be relating different things, but it's largely focused on people. Okay. On 
wanting to win people to um, embrace them. Uh, you're looking for commonalities with other people mm-hmm. that strengthen the bond between you and them. That uh, so a relator is is a great strength. So with connectedness and relator, you've got two what we call relating strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't hear you have any influential strengths, so you're like me. <laughs> and then there's I need to go back and do it. <laughs> there's executing, which is I'm pretty sure achievers an executing strength, and uh, your intellection and learner are thinking strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> based on the color coding that they're putting, okay, so achiever connected. Okay, connectedness and relator is the relationship building. And then intellection and learner are the strategic thinking. And then achiever is the executing. Correct. Now, if you were to get all 34, Mm -hmm. you could then look at your next five and say, how do they spread out? Mm. Because some individuals, and you may be one of them, that's balanced. And by that, a balanced individual usually has strengths across three different channels or themes as we call Mm -hmm. them. Uh, And obviously your top five spread that way. My top, my top five, I've got one relator, two executing and two thinking. And so when I saw it, I thought, man, that must, that's odd. (laughs) You know, what's this one relator out here, even though it's, it's the thing that drives me. Mm -hmm. Uh, but once I got my other 34 and looked at the top 10, I found I had in the top 10, three relators, mm-hmm. uh, three executing and four uh, thinking themes. So, okay. <clears throat> you know, that makes I, you. Look- I think I got all 50 of them or all 34 of them, I think. Uh, so then my next one is self-assurance. Oh, self-assurance. That's one of those very rare ones. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. And it is it does it say it's in the thinking things or is it it's under influential? Oh, it's okay. It's under influential. (laughs) It's similar to self confidence, deepest part of you, you have faith in your strengths, you know that you're able to take risks, able to meet new challenges, able to take state claims, most important, able to deliver. Okay, well, yeah, it is. it stems around the idea of confidence and uh, that confidence allows you to execute well. So it goes really well hand in hand with your execution strengths. Nice. And then I got positivity. Oh yeah. Seven. Positivity, which is another relationship one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, people that have positivity, they're always the, the glasses half full, not half empty. Yeah. Uh, and they know how to take some of the toughest situations in life and find positive results out of it and to utilize those uh, results. They can be wow. very resilient people. Wow. This is really awesome, man. I really enjoyed talking to you about these strengths because being a UMAP certified, you, you studied these in deep, you know, in depth. I'm sure I have access to it, access to my report and I can go read them. 
but you know you helped me connect the thoughts that were in my head in a way that reading text doesn't always get to you that is an excellent point because people sometimes say to me why do i need a, a umap coach when i can go do this and this and this you can do all the assessments yourself but yeah. you know in my experience and what you just said is true when you're trying to do it yourself there's you're you're not you don't have the depth of insight around it to make it mean as much yeah uh and when you work with a coach boy they can help pull out of you mm. you know how it works because if, if we were in a true coaching situation i'd be asking you tell me about times in your life where you see this strength and i i get all these wonderful stories from yeah. you because you'd be able to say oh yeah i remember when i did this mm. and those stories then are things you're more likely to remember than the strengths themselves exactly but the story then may remind you oh yeah steve asked me that and that was related to connectedness mm. no i like that i wish uh, i had focus as number one because i, <laughs> I like a lot of focus <laughs> <laughs> there are there are a few i mean it doesn't mean even if you find it low on your 34 Mm -hmm. like i think my number 34 is empathy hey same here i'm like why is empathy <laughs> number 34 it's empathy. very empathetic but yet i'm known to be a very caring and compassionate person mm -hmm. so what i've had to, the nice thing about becoming a umap coach is understanding what empathy really means which is yeah. the abilities to feel what other people are feeling and almost take those feelings on, upon yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're really strong in this strength, it can, it can be equally a drain because wow. you're, you're taking the pains of others upon you. And sometimes you have difficulties understanding whether it's your pain or their pain. Um, it, it's so empath true empaths will often be great around people, but they'll also sometimes shelter and hide away from people. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense because they're taking so much on. It's almost like <clears throat> you can't be Superman all the time. People are going to ask for help all the time. So you got to hide away. Ooh, maybe Superman's an empath. <laughs> I, no, I doubt it, but, <laughs> but and I've talked to, to, people who've had it, and they'll get into a social situation and just be able to tell things that you and I would just be oblivious to. Yeah. They're able to tell, they're able to feel that. And so they get inundated with sometimes the negative emotions of people around them. Wow. And, and that, yeah, that can be overwhelming. If they, if, you know, if they have a strength like positivity, then they can try and balance that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the key to every strength is yeah. learning how to balance it with your other strengths so that you don't fall into some of these pit, you know, holes that you can get into if you just use that one strength. Yeah. You know, the 30 days of, uh, 
videos has taught me one thing. I am not consistent. And that's why my consistency, consistency strength is number 32. <laughs> <laughs> what about discipline? Is that low on your list too? <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm looking. Uh, number 30. Yeah. <laughs> you and I are a lot alike. I a lot alike. <laughs> well, I have to share your map, share my map with you. Oh, this is hilarious. Well, yeah. I didn't know where we were going to go. I mean, this was a really awesome conversation, especially because it's mindset related and it's all mindset, right? The Where we put our thoughts into and where what we want to do with our lives and our expertise, it all comes down to how much like energy you put into it. And I think these strengths help you realize what you have versus what you can get to. Yeah. And one of the things that's great about knowing your strengths is you can focus on those and leverage those. Mm. You know, you sometimes hear people say, you know, I focus on my weaknesses because I want to become stronger. And that's actually counterproductive. You know, when you know your strengths and you leverage them, you'll be more successful. Now where you're weak, the thing you have to learn is to find people who can, who are compliments to you in those strengths. Yes. Um, uh, for example, in team <clears throat> building, I mean, you were talking, you and I were talking about teams. I love team building. Yeah. On a team, you might have somebody with the activator strength. They're the idea people. Mm -hmm. They come up with ideas all the time yeah. and they want to start on it and they charge. But you know what their weakness is? They fail to finish. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, if you if you take that kind of person and pair them up with somebody with uh, discipline or achiever um, or uh, strategic, mm -hmm. they can help an activator say, hold it. Before we start something new, here's what we've got to do to finish this. Let's get this finished and move on. So together they can work together yeah you can have a more effective team if you know how to bring these together wow that's really powerful so what remind reminds me so why did i even take this gallup test right like i'm okay with what i know but <clears throat> i wanted to work with roy abdu and i don't know if you've heard of him no i haven't um, he's another influencer and he was like hey i'm, I'm hiring for this position blah 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 I'm like, oh, I would love to help you. And this was a time when I was unemployed. So he's like, why don't you go and take the Gallup strength testing, you know, do the whole full thing. I'm like, all right, sure, I'll go and do it. So I did it, did the test, and I sent him the results. He's like, wow, we are complementary, you know, very complementary because I'm an activator. I'm, you know, he's in all of those things where he gets them started, but then he needs somebody to come in and, and finish that off. So. That was very, that was very interesting. Enlightening, yeah. Yeah, enlightening. Exactly. I mean, I, I sometimes tell people, if I were ever to go back into a management role, mm -hmm. I'd want to know what the strengths are of the people reporting to me because yeah. there are strengths like communication that, yeah, I have good some good communication skills, but somebody with that communication strength would be somebody I would involve more on the team communications and, and uh, presentations and things yeah. like 
is they're going to excel at that and they're going to love doing it. Uh, all, all managers have to do strategic planning. Yes. If you've got somebody on your team with the strategic strength, those people are awesome at quickly looking at options and identifying the best option. Mm. And they can tell you why the other options won't work. And they will be five steps ahead of you. So they can be frustrating <laughs> because you're not there yet. But those are the kind of people you should bring into strategic planning with you as you're starting to develop those plans. Dude. So, you know, I encourage managers to learn the power of the strengths and to figure out a way to get their teams involved with it. And, and some companies have. Yeah, they've, yeah. They've done that. Other companies haven't. Uh, I know I did it with my company originally. Mm-hmm. But they did a terrible job of follow-up. I mean, we did the, we did the test. <laughs> like, all right, we're we done got with the that. five results, but we had, <laughs> we had no real clue as to, you know, how they interacted with the other strengths. Yeah. That, you know, it's kind of like, well, I know you're a achiever. I know you're, you know, an empath or whatever. But just knowing that doesn't lead to actions of utilizing those strengths. Absolutely. Productivity and success. Well, that that was really eye-opening. And thank you so much for sharing, uh, you know, the different domains, the, 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 what the results mean. It's very powerful and, you know, I would encourage my audience to, you know, come talk to you and figure out what are they lacking? Are, are they, are they, you know, which, which uh, domain do they fall into and how can they be better? How can they better serve the company that they're working for or whatever it is that they want to achieve from life? Because I see four of my top 10 strengths are in strategic thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking a lot of time. <laughs> yes, you, you are. You, you're very much like me from that standpoint. But yeah, if people would like to connect with me, do so through LinkedIn. That's the main way to do it. Absolutely. Uh, I'll be glad to get on a free discovery call with people. Because uh, yes, when I coach people through the UMAP process, mm-hmm. they come out of it with insights like you're experiencing today. Yeah. And it it opens their eyes and it gives them uh, potentially tools to become more successful. No, this is really good. And in the, in the first episode, we talked to you, we, you know, we, we asked about your favorite movies and favorite superheroes. So we already have all of that information. Yeah, you do. (laughs) We don't need to go over it again. Um, but dude, it was really awesome connecting with you again and, and learning. I mean, it's, it's very, it's been very mind opening for me and thank you for, all that you provide. I'm glad to. Awesome. We well, I wish you the very best in launching your book. Please let us know when the book is out so we can include it on the podcast episode link and you know, along with all the other links so people can get to you. And if there's anything that I can do to help you move along and you know, give you a turbo boost in anything at all, please, please reach out to me. I will. I always appreciate you, Janine. Awesome. You're a great friend. I appreciate, appreciate you as well. Um, thank you so much, Steve, for coming on. Have an awesome day. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on hacks and hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today. 